Is my recording Twitch chat in YouTube videos illegal? I saw something really funny today, actually. Um, Co Carnage is a really, really, really old streamer. Like, uh, might have been one of, the, one of the first 10 partners on the platform or something, if I recall correctly. And someone asked him, why don't you have chat on your screen in your YouTube videos? And he said, oh, well, you know, privacy laws as they exist in the EU and some in some states in the US, it's it's against the law. A viewer said, yeah, but a lot of people do it. And Co-Carnage was like, yeah, but a lot of people listen to music in their videos for a long time as well. And that clearly wasn't allowed. I cannot imagine having the chat in your YouTube video could ever possibly be against the law. Like your Twitch account is anonymous. You explicitly give permission for your chat messages to be recorded. Uh, it is a public forum. You have full knowledge that people are going to be reading your chat and you can even see on the screen that it's going to be recorded. Like you, you knowingly participate in the recording of the chat. You are as aware as you can possibly be. More than this, your chat messages in, in so far as they're recorded on, on the screen, they don't go into a database. No one can look up your chat messages. They aren't assigned to your name. They aren't used to learn things about you or something. Like, there, there are just so many angles by which that privacy laws do not have any possibility of applying to a recorded Twitch message in a YouTube video. It's insane. There's no way in hell it's illegal. Google will read those and allow you to search from them from what's on screen? That's not true. You could certainly program an algorithm to do that, uh, but obviously Google doesn't have a, uh, they don't have the processing power to spend their time analyzing every single video in existence for the possibility that there's text on screen, that it might possibly be associated with a particular name. Because keep in mind that there's, there's no way for an algorithm to know where this, your name on the screen is coming from. You'd have to tell it that. Because like, Pussy Slayer 77 on Facebook isn't the same as Pussy Slayer 77 on Twitch. Like e even, like even if you had, if you tried to develop an algorithm to trawl through all YouTube videos to find any potential chat on screen and try to associate it with a profile somewhere, you, you'd, it'd be impossible to do. And, and again, why would you even do it? And even at that point, that wouldn't be my fault, you know? I mean, it's it's similar to the, um, like if you're out in public, there is, a, there is a reasonable assumption that you're going to be seen and heard by other people. Or that maybe you'll be uh, like overheard on a phone call or something. Like you, you can't have the expectation of being able to wipe your very existence from public forums, from reality. If you are knowingly engaging in a public forum, then you have to have the expectation that the history of your engagement is going to exist somewhere. The details specific to your name, you should have every right to remove. A catalog or an itemization of your engagements, certainly you should have the right to remove. But your very existence, it's destroying history itself. Privacy laws are meant to exist, and I believe do exist, to remove your profile, not your, your very existence. Especially not your anonymous existence. It's like, how would you ever be able to determine that all such instances have been removed? Because there's no record of what you've done. It's, it's like, delete all existence of me from this system that does not keep records. How is that possible? How could you possibly do that? Because a YouTube video isn't a record of you. There is no record in my YouTube videos of you. I can't look up your existence or what you've said or what you've done or when you were there.
that you freely engaged in the public forum that is this chat and consented to being recorded is enough that having expectations that you can expunge your existence, your non-categorized existence is absurd. And I'm, I'm fairly certain the law does not give you that ability, especially when the information isn't being used in any way, shape or form that uh, was beyond your original intention. The point is the consent, be it explicit or implicit, can be retroactively revoked. Interesting. I do think it would be a misuse of the law, or rather what the law is meant to do, or what, I mean, what privacy laws are meant to do. But who knows, maybe they could be applied in that way. I guess I am, I'm arguing it shouldn't be applicable this way. Uh, I shouldn't make like grandiose statements of this is not what the law says, because the law exists and says different things in different countries. But I'm just saying like the, the, the points that I've laid out is an argument as to why either uh, I don't think it should be possible for this to be wrong, and I think it'd be a perfect defense in, in any court of law. But how far that would go would depend on the particular laws, I suppose. Why does he think it's illegal? Oh, no, it's... Uh, he made a follow-up statement where he says, Oh, you know, it's a gray area, da-da-da. And maybe he's right, maybe it is a gray area. It's just, I don't know how privacy laws could be so extensive that you can literally delete your existence from the public record. How, how could that be possible? History, therefore, it, it would no longer be possible to be done. Anyone who had ever said anything on, on, the, on the public record that they didn't want people to know, they just go, I want that deleted. There's no way in hell privacy, privacy laws exist for that purpose. Even EU privacy laws don't extend to official records. What counts in an official record? Just anything made by the government? You're anonymously presenting words in a public setting. What could touch that? Exactly. Like the lengths that you would need to go to to prove it's you to begin with is kind of insane. Say, I wrote these things. Okay, prove it. Well, that's my account. Prove it. I have the username and password. Prove someone else didn't type that shit on that very day using your account. I mean, precedent suggests that simply an IP address isn't enough to confirm um, that a person was using a computer on a particular day or whatever. Be interesting to see it go to court. I've noticed that when I speak on some topics sometimes, like it's, Im it's implicit when I'm speaking that I'm speaking to the best of my understanding. But sometimes I sound too declarative or I sound more confident than I have any right to be. Like I'm hoping implicitly people understand that I'm not a lawyer and I can't actually speak to what is the law in every country, right? I seem to slip sometimes between like what is the case and what should be the case or what I think you can justify be argue should be the case. And I don't make a proper distinction between the two. Because sometimes laws exist that don't make sense by a particular framework or uh, on the base of actual harm to people or society or wh wh whatever you want to call it, right? It's sometimes stupid laws exist. Giving a list of reasons why something being illegal would be stupid doesn't in any way, shape or form change whether or not it is actually against the law. <laughs> you know, sometimes stupid laws exist. Like it should be painfully obvious that an anonymous chat record in a YouTube video that can't be searched poses no harm or threat to anyone. And that in, in, for the sake of record keeping alone in regards to the public record, things that people say publicly, there, there should be some allowance for records of that. But that doesn't mean that is the case everywhere, certainly. I've heard no good argument that would suggest that a record in a YouTube video is illegal, but that is not the same thing as saying that uh, it, it certainly isn't illegal, you know? Investing is basically just memes. The more of these investing stories that hit 
the news, the more that investing just seems like one big meme. It's just a joke. People will invest in stuff based on like tweets or like someone randomly mentioning shit. So uh, Elon Musk mentioned Signal on Twitter. People bought a stock called Signal for some random company. And the stock just went up like 100, 200%, whatever the fuck it was, a lot of money. And Elon Musk wasn't talking about this company, he was talking about the app Signal, which is kind of like a competitor to Twitter or whatever. It's just another, oh no, no, it's, it's, it's a competitor to, I, I know, whatever messenger fucking service, Instagram, is it WhatsApp or something? It went up 638%. Yeah, and he, and he was just talking about a competitor to WhatsApp. It just seems so dumb. And now Dogecoin, like, there's some Dogecoin memes. For those who don't know, Dogecoin is basically a joke cryptocurrency that people made it kind of a real thing, but it's worth like a fraction of a fraction of a cent per coin. But now that it's kind of getting memed on Reddit and on Twitter, it's now actually going up in price because people are just talking about it. Like, well, if people are talking about it, it must have some value then. So I'm going to get in that too as well. And just, it all, it all seems so dumb. Is, is not investment at its core meant to be about reallocating capital into the hands of stuff that will actually provide benefit to society? Isn't that like meant to be the point of the stock market and just an investment in general as it's as it benefits is meant to benefit society? You're meant to have f find someone who needs money to make something of value, in, in, innovate or grow a business like and connect them with a person who has money who wants to get involved in something like that. That's, that's kind of the, the point, right? But that doesn't seem to be what investment is now. Investment now just seems like memes and bots and manipulating fucking markets with money. Like, you have so much money that you, if you, your mere utterance of what you're going to invest in can influence whether that stock goes up or down. It just all seems so dumb. But the people who seem to make the most money with this shit is rich people. And so nothing's gonna change because the rich people won't let that shit change, you know? Is it? No, I'm, I'm not saying that that's how things are. I'm saying that this is the justification given for how things are. As in, it's like, well, we, we need things to be this way so X, Y, and Z can happen. You look at it and go, but X, Y, and Z isn't happening. You're, you're talking shit. And it just becomes, with every passing day, more and more apparent, apparent that, that, that how things are doesn't make actually much sense. And the justifications how things are, aren't very good. Is an investment similar to gambling? In the sense of risk, certainly. Any Anything where you have a chance of getting more or less of something of value and the future is uncertain could be considered a form of gambling. It just depends on your definition of gambling. I mean, well, there's multiple definitions of gambling. Some that are broad and some of them are thin. What's what I'm looking for here? Broad versus narrow. There you go. He is, he is a good opposite of broad, guys. Not broad. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. You know the opposite of narrow, guys? Not narrow. <laughs> Being physically fit as a content creator? I saw um, a photo on Twitter today of Dowski, the Minecraft speedrunner, and it was just like first haircut of 2021 or whatever, because he had so, like his hair was super fucking long and then he cut it. And I was like, what surprised me was not the haircut, but that he, that he was physically fit. Like, whenever I see a content creator, YouTube, Twitch, whatever, 
and I see a picture of them and they don't look like garbage, I'm like, wow, it's possible. <laughs> Are you saying you aren't jeopardizing your physical longevity for short-term game games on the interwebs? Oh, you mean people do that? People have an appropriate work-life balance? That's crazy. <laughs> it's impossible. Yesterday, when I was feeling like shit, I did actually uh, go on my elliptical machine for like 10 minutes, whatever. That just made me feel like shit even more, so. Reading the stories of video games rather than playing them. I was watching Lyric play this game called The Medium, which is apparently a new horror-ish puzzle game that came out. Uh, I jumped into it. And he must have been playing for a, a little while. Like, I didn't immediately get, get the story. I, I googled a, a brief synopsis of the story or whatever to, to catch up a little bit so I could watch it. And uh, the game seemed fairly mundane. It was just, just alright. The puzzles didn't seem overly complicated. And it just seemed like more of a walking simulator telling a little bit of a story. But I wanted to see where the story went. And then he stopped playing. And I was like, oh, that, well, that sucks. <laughs> Because it's totally not a game I'd ever spend the seven or eight hours playing to get the story. It is totally a game, however, that when I hear about it, I would read the plot synopsis in five minutes on the internet. But because it's come out so early, the only synopsis that exists is for like the overall idea of the game, you know? And so I guess I have to catch the end of it somewhere or just wait a couple of months and get reminded that it exists so I can look it up. I do that with all old games all the time. Like I'll, I'll see a streamer playing an old game that has a story. I'm like, oh, that looks like a fairly interesting story. Just Google that shit and read it in five minutes rather than spending like the 20 hours playing the game. Matt, you don't understand. You need to be immersed in the story to enjoy it. If you don't physically press the X button to pick up the magic cube of Antheox, how could you possibly enjoy the story? You're a madman. Do you know how many stories I found enriching because I pressed the X button chat? Zero. Shirtless speedrunners and Super Mario 64. There's big news in the speedrunning world. Uh, Cheezo 5 retook world record from simply in Mario 64, uh, 120 star. Took about two seconds. I was there just for the end of it. I can't remember why. I think I just noticed that his viewership was really high. And I was like, why, why is this so high? Zero Star also had a new world record. I wasn't there for that though. It is funny though, this tendency of Mario 64 runners to either be shirtless or take off their shirts when they succeed. Simply had no shirt on. Come with the guy, who's the guy's name did the Zero Star? He had no shirt on. I think Cheese took off his shirt when he succeeded. All I'm saying is they need to be introduced to the wonders of the tank top. You get all the freedom of not wearing a shirt without, you know, actually not wearing a shirt, you know? I want to actually say, I started the shirtless trend before the Mario 64 runners. I, I haven't worn a shirt in years, so everyone's just copying me, okay? How much of my stream becomes rambles? I feel like talking about a topic, but I don't because I think it would make a bad ramble. Not at all, dude. Like, if it, if it will make a bad ramble, it just won't end up as a ramble, right? It's not as though everything that I talk about ends up in rambles. The vast majority of things do. But I probably end up removing, you know, half a dozen things from every batch of footage or, or whatever. Because either it'll be stuff that I've talked about a lot, or I, I'll, I'll talk about it in a way that I, I don't think is very good, or the topic is no longer relevant. I mean, like, really not relevant. Like, like it, make, it makes no sense what I'm communicating because new information has come out or blah, 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 you know. But I don't have a unlimited amount of topics to talk about. 
Um, I basically just talk about anything that comes to mind because I don't like just having a stream where all I'm doing is playing the game. I like talking about stuff while playing. I think it makes for a much more interesting and engaging stream. Tuning into speedrunning streams, having the content creator not say a single word for like 15 minutes, and then the the only words they say are, dang, lost a bit of time there. Those streams aren't very interesting, you know? When I get back into speedrunning though, certainly most of my talking will be about the game. I'd be like, okay, I need to do a break boost here. Okay, got the, got the break boost, then I can go over here. That's not a good time. And then, I, but that's more going to be because I won't be very comfortable with what I'm doing for quite a while. Once everything becomes second nature, it's a lot easier to talk about something else while playing. But when you're having to constantly remind yourself of what to do, you don't really have the freedom mentally to just start yammering about something. Why I stopped uploading to TikTok. You love my TikToks? I haven't uploaded TikTok in like a thousand years. Because they won't put me in the creator program. One of you, statistically, has to have connections with TikTok. Get them on the phone. Why don't I use TikTok as a girl? Because TikTok is such a pain in the ass, and the conversion of people from TikTok to any other platform is really tiny. I'm already throwing so much of my life to my Clips channel, right? There's only so much I can do. If I could be in the TikTok creator program, then, then yeah, I, I would probably hire someone to do my TikToks for me. Until that day comes, I'm just gonna ignore TikTok for a little bit longer. You found me on TikTok? I know some people did, but... To put it another way, my most popular clip on my Clips channel has 2.7 million views. And that's YouTube views, which are harder to get and worth more than TikTok views. On TikTok, that same clip got like 50k, you know? There seems to be a lot of luck involved in like who gets served the clip or whatever on TikTok because TikTok's algorithm is not as good as YouTube's. Like the stuff that do, does really, really, really well on TikTok is stuff that like the largest majority of people could possibly enjoy. But let me put it a different way. Let's say you make something that 10% of the population would fucking adore. Oh my god, they'd watch it 57,000 times. You put it on TikTok and it dies because it gets shown equally as much to that 90% that won't like it as the 10% who won't like it, uh, that, that will like it, you know? On YouTube, because its algorithm is really good and it's got so many ways of categorizing different types of content, it will just give your video to that 10% and they'll fucking love it. TikTok has a really good algorithm. It doesn't because it doesn't have ways to categorize the content well. It isn't a bad algorithm. It is simply not... It can only do so much with the information that it is provided. It, it, it doesn't, guys. The overwhelming vast majority of people on TikTok just tag their stuff, hashtag for you page, and that's it. When you, when you look at the tags, the overwhelming vast majority mean fucking nothing. TikTok is basically just an engagement algorithm. It will show your video to a certain amount of people, and if a certain amount of people engage with that content, then it will give it to an additional greater amount of people. And if a certain amount of people engage with the, the content from that greater amount of people, then it will give it to an even larger, greater amount of people, and it will keep doing this until a, a significant amount of people, well, enough people don't engage with it. And that's it. That's, that's the algorithm. One thing I think it does is it, rather than categorizing, um, uh, the content it categorizes the the audience as in this, this is this is I, I think I've, I can't remember how much of this is just speculation but I remember hearing this from someone somewhere like so um 
if you, this person and you both like this TikTok, and this person has liked both these TikToks, the, the algorithm goes, oh, well, if you both like this TikTok, then maybe this other person will like this TikTok too. And so then it will show you the same TikTok that that other person liked. And so it will have classes of people. If, if you're liking the same things as this group of people, it will show you TikToks that that group of people tends to like as well. You know? YouTube algorithm is just bad. YouTube algorithm is fucking amazing. And bad. As in algorithms are still algorithms at the end of the day, right? Like it's, it's, they're never, they're not going to be perfect. Especially considering how much content it has to catalog and sort through and stuff. Like, when we call an algorithm good or bad, it just, it depends what you're, you're, you're referencing it to, you, you, what you, what you're comparing it to. YouTube's algorithm is the best algorithm in existence for sourcing video content and giving it to people who are most likely going to enjoy it. It, it just is the best. Does that make it perfect? Does that mean I can go to my recommendation tab and get like just 57,000 videos that I definitely want to watch? No. It does its job fairly well and better than its competitors. People aren't mathematical. Well, 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 they, well they kind of are, you know? I think it's more that people vary from day to day from time to time, right? As in, what you're into on Monday may not be what you're into next Monday. The algorithm isn't going to be able to quantify when you get sick of watching Markiplier videos. At least not immediately. As in, you will watch 50 Markiplier videos, get sick of it, and you'll have to wait until the algorithm realizes that you don't want to watch any more Markiplier videos before it stops giving you them. And so it may give you Markiplier videos for the next fucking two weeks, being like, why is this motherfucker not watching Markiplier videos anymore? They liked them so much, like they were eating them like they were fucking cake, and now they hate them. What? Do I just give them more? What are they meant to be fucking doing here? It is true that, uh, like if YouTube presents you 10 videos and you can pick one of the 10, it's more likely going to hit than TikTok, which just presents you all 10 of those videos in sequence, right? How does TikTok know if you like a TikTok other than physically liking it? I mean, like, like everything. So, like, if you watch it all the way at the end rather than scrolling by immediately, if you watch it twice, if you click on the person's profile to see their other stuff, if you follow them, if you, if you as you say, like it, if you comment or whatever, like this, there's many different ways that you can additionally engage with a TikTok that you wouldn't normally do with a TikTok you don't enjoy. Like if you if you've ever used TikTok, you can you, you like superficially judge a TikTok like the nanosecond it appears on screen. It, it's scary how fast you can just superficially go, I'm probably not gonna like this and swipe along. I imagine what it's like with uh, people using Tinder. Like I can I can look at a TikTok glance at it for a nanosecond and go, this is a TikTok made by someone who is garbage. And then I will look at the like and follow thing or whatever, and it will be zero comments, zero likes. I'm like, oh yeah, this makes sense. You, you can tell within a nanosecond whether you've been presented with one of those, because uh, that's what TikTok does. It, it will, it, whatever TikTok is uploaded on TikTok, it will be presented to at least someone. And, and within a nanosecond, you can tell if what you've been presented is one of these garbage TikToks just thrown up there by someone who has no idea what the fuck they're doing. The amount of times I've gotten a TikTok with zero likes and zero comments, which is just simply that, you know that meme where it's like, there's a filter on TikTok that changes anything green to purple. 
and then it's just a video of a person using this filter, changing green things to purple. I'm like, why? What? I, why, do, why do they keep doing that? But I guess it's just people fucking around, right? Where probably just sitting there bored, nothing to do, and they just go, hey, I'm just gonna do that, that trend that everyone else has done. But TikTok isn't basically all the content the same. Have you ever used TikTok? It's a lot of really creative stuff on TikTok, my dude. The extent of the creativity of people is, is really impressive. You are certainly right that content on YouTube is far more diverse. Not everyone can fit into a... Everything can, not everything can fit into a 16 by 9 video frame and in one minute. The majority of TikTok I see is, is girls shaking their tits and ass and people reacting to memes. Oh, there's definitely a lot of that, yeah. And then there's memes about that, where people will, will react as if they're being found out by their girlfriends or... or, 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 yeah, or, or it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Someone posted the entire Spongebob movie on TikTok? What, like sped up to a thousand percent or more than that? Why am I still talking about TikTok chat? I 100% guarantee you my audience has decreased because of all this TikTok talk. 100%. I don't like this TikTok bloody app that all these kids use. Back in my day, we had YouTube full of illegal content. The straight rips of Naruto episodes. It was good times. Never really knowing what it feels like to be someone else. What's that? What's that song? The old battle of history. What's that? What's that song? I'm trying to think of some old viral Newgrounds or YouTube-ish thing. You know what I'm talking about? Ultimate showdown. That's it. This is the ultimate showdown. Vaguely remember that shit. Sometimes I seem to have a lot worse of a memory, at least in terms of my ability to recall things. I don't have great distinct memories of my past like other people seem to. But I can, when I have some need to join together facts, I can do that. But distinct memories of my past, like personal past, seems very hard for me sometimes. Like it's just, it's just weird seeing people sometimes recounting stories and as though they're like reliving their past as they like regale everyone. Like, oh, I remember this one time, March 19. 54. I was bloody. I, 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 I don't know. I said it many times. Like, I wish I could experience what it's like to be another person. How their brain works or how their body feels. Like, because people are so diverse in terms of how their minds work and how their bodies work and stuff. And, like, you can read Reddit posts about people. Where, like, the question would be something like, what's a weird quirk of your body? And people are like, oh, you know, like whenever I take four steps, my left knee pops. Not sure what that's about, but it just happens. Or I saw a post yesterday where a guy, he believed that it was normal for a person's libido. Oh, it's normal for a person to get sexually aroused after they do exercise. And, that's, and so his entire life, he thought everyone experienced this. So he'd, uh, before having sex, he'd like go for a run with his partner. It took him to, it took 30 years for him to realize that this isn't a normal thing. So his entire life he'd been making like his partners go for runs or exercise and shit before sex for fucking no reason. <laughs> and so he he'd confronted his exes about this and they were like, "Yeah, we I I just thought you were really into yourself." Like <laughs> It's like I felt so fucking embarrassed. That's what I mean, right? You just there are things that each of us probably takes for granted or, or, or just assumes about our everyday lives that we think this is common for everyone that, is, that isn't true. 
It's like when people find out that some people, uh, that like, like people will either sit down or stand up to wipe their ass, um, when they go to the bathroom. And when they find out that other people don't do what they do, they go, what? Really? No way. Simple things like that, you know? Your lived everyday experience, even in simple things, isn't necessarily the same for everyone else, you know? I didn't want to get into a conversation about that chat. I'm sorry for bringing it up. Whatever you do is acceptable. Half a million views for eating cereal. I got recommended a video today. I'm curious if you guys got recommended it too. It was a 24 second video of a guy eating cereal. Had half a million views. Type one if you got recommended this video. Someone mentioned Schlatz. I think that's what the person's name is. Who is this Schlatz person? Big guy, yes. Because the, they got recommended to me yesterday. I think I watched one of their videos. It was about... I can't remember. Minecraft YouTuber, Dream Friend? Ah, I see. Carsten's friend? Ah. Then no wonder he can eat cereal and get those kind of numbers. Why I suck at collaborating with others. I just don't have the energy, man, to be good at that collaboration thing. Like, I am- I so intermittently have energy to do stuff. Or at least do particular things. Like, even when I'm super low energy, I just find something that is productive that requires only a minimum amount of energy to do. You know, sorting, sorting files or changing formats or edit a little bit of small editing, whatever. So like, I'm always doing something, but like to do content with other people, you got to be fucking engaged, man. You got to be really energetic at the same time as the other person's energetic, right? Like I didn't even have enough energy to do Rust with Pelly. Like Carl today, um, we were meant to do the podcast, whatever, but he went to bed at like 3 a.m. Uh, and I wasn't feeling amazing either. I was just gonna push through, but he wanted to go back to sleep, and I'm saying, fuck it. We'll do it next week. But this is what I mean, like, the people who can just, at the drop of a hat, fucking go be entertaining with a bunch of other people, these are the people who fucking con conquer social media, because they're always in a position to take advantage of those, uh, collaboration things, you know? Collabs that with Sunny were pretty, really good. Yeah, I hope we do them again sometime. Barriers to call me Carson coming back to YouTube. Is Carson still alive? He just vanished? Yeah, I mean, because he got all the, the, the accusation things uh, with his behavior. Well, we talked about that before. But um, an interesting point that someone mentioned to me is I always said, you know, when Carson wants to come back, he will just come back. And, you know, you know, his viewership will skyrocket. I have like a video that gets like six million views or some shit in like a nanosecond. But another person pointed out, like, a lot of Carson's content was stuff he did with his friends. Uh, or with other people or whatever. Like, while certainly there is no limit of people who would just immediately the drop of a hat do content with Carson for the views or the, the, the cloud or whatever, Carson might, or Carson might not necessarily be interested in that, you know? He seemed like a dude who was happy making videos with his friends, and he might not be interested in making content if he can't do that shit, you know? He's still a massive streamer? Is he? Maybe in the case where your content is maybe collaboration-based, I think an apology video is probably necessary. You wait a couple of months and you make an apology and then, like, other content creators will be like, oh, you know, well, he, he did apologize, he's changed his ways, so I guess, you know, I can forgive him and we can make content again, you know? Your apology video has to have a dog. You know, that's just, that's just points you're leaving on the table, guys. If you can have a cute dog next to you, and maybe a cat as well, that's, an, that's like an additional three points to your apology video. 
If you can't bring yourself to cry, just claw at your eyes to make it look like you are crying. The best apology video was made by Jax Films. And I think that's what you're referencing. I made a severe and continuous, continuous lapse in my judgment. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's very funny. It's, it's him, of course. It's not an actual apology video. It's a him mocking apology videos. Jax Films over the years, satirizing different trends and stuff, has always been fairly funny. It feels like he hasn't done a lot of that in recent years. I mean, has there been many? Yeah, Jax Films definitely had uh, a lot of memes. He's a, he's a talented dude. He just doesn't seem to do as much as he used to. Or rather, he does other things. Like with his board game and making a show and da-da-da. Minecraft Mondays. Legit though, every single time I wake up, I do think about just streaming Minecraft. And in no way acknowledging that this is a deviation from my normal content. Just as a meme. Pick a random Monday. Hey guys, welcome to my regular series Minecraft Monday. Here I am, uh, farming some pumpkins. And then I just farm some pumpkins for like four hours. And then, and then, and then the stream ends. <laughs> If you guys want to watch me play Minecraft, there's already Minecraft content on my YouTube channel. It's not edited all that well, and I no longer have the original footage, so I can't make something of it again, but, you know. Minecraft speedrun. I already did a Minecraft speedrun for April Fools, and it's on my YouTube channel. It went fucking terribly. Thankfully, the strats have changed since then, so they're far easier. Wanting to get into chess. I was watching Ludwig play chess for like five, ten minutes before. Kind of made me wanted to uh, to just play some chess today. Like I know I'm not good, probably better than the average person because the average person's never played chess, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm not terrible. I hear Lud I hear Ludwig has a bot on Chess.com now. I should verse it and see if I'd beat it. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best.